Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Morning, Alan. Thanks for having me on this morning. It's lovely to talk to you, and today we're going to start off initially by discussing solar farms. Can you tell me what a solar farm is, please? Yeah, of course. So we're all starting to become very familiar with rooftop solar panels now, whether they're on our own house, our neighbour's house, or even on factories and farm buildings. The panels we see on houses are either heating water or making electricity. The ones that make electricity are the type that we find on solar farms. They gather energy from the daylight and convert it into electricity. A good point to note here is that even when it's cloudy or overcast or in the depths of winter, these modern solar panels are making electricity as long as there's daylight. And listen, it's it's all the better if the sun is shining directly on them, but they do work great on those cloudy days too. On solar farms, we see a slightly more rugged and industrial version of those rooftop panels. And because we're generating power at a much bigger scale, we need many, many more of them. So they're typically laid out together in a large open area like a field or on a hillside, all connected together and producing electricity for the Irish grid and people's homes. And that's basically what we mean when we we talk about solar farms. Uh, And Roman, I mean, can you go be a bit more specific for us? How does the power generated get from the solar farm to the customer? Can you explain that for me? Yeah, of course. The electricity is generated at individual solar panels and it's generated in what we call DC power. So that's the type of power we see in car batteries or TV remotes. Um, And then it gets converted to AC power. That's the type of electricity we all have in our homes. It's passing in the cables outside along the road and powering the lights and washing machines in our houses. After that, the power is gathered gathered on site at what we call a substation. Some of this power is then kept in battery storage on the site, so it can be used later. But the vast majority of it goes directly into the Irish grid. I know Noel Kniff spoke really well about the grid on the station a couple of weeks ago. So the grid allows that electricity generated by those solar panels or wind turbines are stored Mm -hmm. up in batteries to make its way to people's homes and businesses all across the country. Okay. Can you tell me why they're being <clears throat> developed to a large extent here in Wexford now, please? Why are solar farms being earmarked and developed here? Well, we all know Wexford, it's the sunny southeast, and uh, there's a well-held view around Ireland that the sun shines here more than any other part of the country. But it's, it's actually really true. So when we look at the survey maps that tell you where the best places are for solar panels, it's really obvious that Wexford is one of those places. So from that point of view, Wexford makes great sense. But, but on top of that, SSE have a really successful wind farm in the county already. That's our Richfield wind farm just outside Bridgetown. And it's been operating there since 2006. So at Richfield, we're, we're just about to lodge a planning application for a solar farm. And battery storage sit alongside that, that wind farm that's already there. Okay. And when we have that mix of technologies in one place we call it a co-location project so that allows those technologies to share some of the existing roads the buildings and cables and to connect into the grid in the in the same spot and that last point is really important because grid access is is something that um, we're really working hard on across ireland so when we come along and add solar or batteries or both we're taking a wind farm that's already operating really, really well, and we're adding solar. So even on those calm, flat days, yeah. we're still supplying power to the grid. And then we're adding batteries so that extra power generated can be stored up and we can keep supplying power whenever it's needed. 
So what do you have that's, to consider? What, what do you have to consider from an environmental perspective, Roland, when when you're building a solar farm? Well, yeah, there's there's a lot to be considered there, and that's you know that's really core to what SSE do and the approach. It, it I think it's reflected in our approach to all of our projects, um, right from the very get go when we're developing them, um, and then into the operating phase of it. Sustainability, biodiversity, it's incredibly important to us. Um, and it, it's something that's demand, demanded by our investors, but also something that's driven by our employees. We all take enormous pride in the projects that we, we do um, in SSE and and how we do that in a responsible way. Okay. So when when we're doing that, when we're when we're building those those solar farms, we need to consider things like the the biodiversity that's already on the site. Um, and our approach there is that we we leave a site in better condition after we developed it than it was when, when we got there in terms of biodiversity. So it's those hedgerows, it's the nature that's, that's okay. on the site. Um, and it also ties in really well with the Wexford County Council County Development Plan, actually, where um, there's 15% planting needed on a solar farm of indigenous trees. Um, and that's something that we're we're really happy to see because that's you know ties in really well with how we approach the site. So yeah, when we how, do, how, how does it differ from a, a wind farm project? I mean, are there differences? Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of similarities, but there are some differences. When we look at the similarities, especially with the projects we we do, we want to make sure things like dialogue with the communities is there right from the very start. Uh, we go through a very specific process with local planners, and we identify good areas where wind or sun are concerned um, and then we engage early with landowners and as I say the biodiversity is important in either case so those okay. things are happening regardless of whether it's wind or solar but when we look at the differences for a wind farm we've we've concentrated points across the site where we put in large concrete foundations to support our wind turbine towers the solar farms have a much different layout and they're they're more continuous over a larger area mm. but um, they have a low impact across that area so in both cases, we can maintain some level of agriculture and lots of nature in the area around. Yeah. In the case of the solar farm, because it's so low impact after 20 or 30 years, if that area is better used for something else, we can decommission those solar panels and return the land to other uses very easily. Or, you know, continue on the project with, with a slightly different layout. And there's lots of scope for change where solar is concerned. And what do the communities think about solar projects, the ones you've dealt with so far? The, the communities have been really, really supportive, and, and again, that's something that's really important. Is if we take again the example of Richfields and plans for solar and battery, there uh, we had a town hall in January in the Stella Mara Centre in Kilmorkey, and so the, the aim there is just to talk to people from the local area about the plans and, and to get a feel for the project and how it was being received. There was a huge crowd, and the feedback was really positive. For that solar farm, um, and that, listen, that's the result of a big effort from people in SSE to get, get yeah. this developed, engaging early and meaningful with people in the area, and that's that's exactly what should be happening on on projects, yeah, right from the very start. Lots, um, of, lots of dialogue. And, I'm just wondering, uh, Ronan, the, the benefit to the local economy. What is it? Yeah, so I, I mentioned Richfield Wind Farm. It, that's already a local employer in the area. You know, I was mm. there last week, and there's a really great team working every day just to make sure that those wind turbines stay in top condition. And these technicians, the site supervisors, they're all drawn from around the county and the local area. So some have been retrained from professions, other professions to work in renewable energy. And and that's something we see across all our operating sites. And we expect to see even more of that in Richfield as we add solar and battery storage there. 
And the most important question to round off our conversation with you today is, will local people be employed? Yeah, I think, listen, we, as I say, we already uh, draw from the local area for, for Richfield and, and that's something that will we'll, we'll only expand. There's going to be a lot of work happening during construction and then when these solar farms are up and running, there's year-round maintenance on the panels themselves and, and the land around it. And because people are working there, it also means there's people dropping into businesses in the area. So they in turn become a little busier and the local economy as, as a whole benefits. And that's something we hear from businesses and shops around all the sites um, yeah. that we that we operate. So yeah, look, there's some really clear economic benefits to having these projects in the area, and that can only grow, especially on the employment front with solar sites coming online all across Wexford. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.